listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Uh, we don't seem to have Barry. Unfortunately, we won't be able to see your husband today. What? I'm not about to let Aminette turn me into a weaponized slave. Trust me. Come on, let's move. Is he safe? Oh, he couldn't be more safe. Barry's completely unharmed. You can rest easy. He's in good hands. It's another episode of the legendary Flashing Arrows of Tomorrow, where each week Glenn and I sit down to discuss the DC Triple Shot on the CW. Glenn, we are uh, kind of at the uh, the end of this uh, this break where it's a, a triple shot. Apparently, starting actually as we record right now on this day, it will soon become a quadruple shot. Are you really sure you want to do this for the rest of the season? I know you like this episode of the, the episode of Arrow this week, but uh, well, no, I feel like I'm making the same mistake we did at the end of last year. Yeah. <laughs> Where we're just like, sure, we'll we'll tack on that third show. Uh, uh well we'll see how it keeps going. Well Arrow Arrow did have a hit this week. So we'll see if they can continue this momentum but first we're going to talk about the flash season four episode 13 called true colors <clears throat> wolf plans to sell barry to uh and the rest of the imprisoned bus metas to amunet black so they plan to escape cecile discovers wolf's plans after reading his mind ralph encounters a former colleague and his negative interaction with him prompts the discovery uh that he can shapeshift as well as elongate uh, his lack of mastery in this new ability prevents him from foiling Amunet's deal with Wolf. Barry helps the Metas escape uh, the power dampeners, but they are cornered by Wolf and Amunet. DeVoe arrives and again uses his chair to extract the Metas' abilities before transferring his mind into Sharp's body. Sharp would be the luck woman, right? The woman of, of yes. luck ability. Uh, he then kills Wolf as Amunet flees. Ralph uses his shapeshifting abilities to appear as the original DeVoe at Barry's appeal, claiming that he was unconscious at Barry's loft but not dead, which clears Barry's name. Team Flash realizes that DeVoe is only stealing powers from metahumans who were on the bus when the Dark Matter wave was unleashed, which means he will likely target Ralph as well. Back at the DeVoe's house... Their marriage continues to deteriorate, and DeVoe drugs his wife with the Weeper's tears in order to maintain her devotion towards him slash her. Uh, what did you think of True Colors, Glenn? Well, I'm kind of sad that they didn't play any Phil Collins. No, no Phil Collins this week. Uh, no, I, mean, I thought it was... <sighs> it's frustrating because like I want to say it was good but it was so predictable yeah 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 
It's like, oh, well, there's no way they're going to keep the Warden alive if he knows who the Flash is. Mm -hmm. And, of course, they just have Amunet leave because she wasn't there when everyone knew who found out who he was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she didn't get murdered because she wasn't one of the people who knew who he was. Yeah. I was like, well, that's just super convenient. Yes, it is. (laughs) Uh, yeah, no, it's just, I mean, I know what they're going towards. It's going to be like, he's going to try and, uh, get Cecile. Like, I just feel like with her being telepathic, that's going to be his next move. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I just, yeah. We called, De- we called the DeVoe relationship splitting from the get-go. I mean, you could tell it was fracturing even before he assumed a new body, but it's getting worse and worse, and uh, I I will admit, I thought it was fairly clever to do the bit with Ralph turning into DeVoe to help clear Barry's name. Mm -hmm. Although, that being said, despite the fact that it's kind of clever, it's also not very clever in that it raises so many questions Hey, man, weird stuff happens in Central City. Deal with it. (laughs) That was the explanation, right? The judge is just like, this is impossible. I refuse to believe this. And I'm like, is it any more impossible than a man who can run really fast? Uh, Well, I I guess. I mean, we have seen some pretty weird shit. All right, case dismissed. And they just move on. Uh, I I hope for Ralph's sake that there's no follow-up for this. They're going to, you know, show up at... DeVoe's house and his wife is going to be like I have, he's not here he only appeared in that courtroom I haven't seen him since, I have no idea who he was or even if he was my husband and then the police are going to be like well that's impossible, of course he's your husband and she's going to say, well is it any more impossible than a man who can run really fast, We've, I bet there's somebody out there who can shapeshift and then the police will be like now nah, you're full of shit because the story <laughs> has to continue on uh I mean, there's so many ways that that completely falls apart, but at least, at least on its face, if you forget all of that other stuff, it was a relatively clever way to get Barry out of prison. And he was willing, he was willing to stay in prison. Uh, once he got everybody free, he was like, look, I was only keeping these people out. So this way they wouldn't get sold as weapons. But now that that's all taken care of, I'm going back to prison and you're just going to have to get me out the right way. I mean, of course, that raised questions as well because Barry just like, like, you know, flashed. Oh, hey, Barry! I guess we just put you back in your cell. You were gone a couple of days. Yeah, you take it to the metahuman ward. I don't know why though. Yeah, are there any uh, are there any records stating that he was transferred? Wouldn't there be records stating he was transferred back? Uh, probably not. I mean, the whole thing is she, he was getting it was sold. A, so, it was a little yeah. shady. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe nobody even knew he was missing. Maybe. Maybe he ran backwards in time. I have no idea. Probably not, though. Uh, yeah, I thought it was an okay episode. Uh, if you think a little too hard about this one, it falls apart more than most episodes on TV fall apart. Uh, there's some holes in, <laughs> in the ideas that they had here, but you could see, like, on the surface that they're that they were, you know, they're good ideas, at least uh, on the on the very surface of it. I thought, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was okay. Uh, I'm glad at least they brought the DeVoe thing back into this because for a while I wasn't exactly sure what they were doing and his plan still seems to be very unclear 
And uh, he says as much in this episode. He's just like, ah, oh, shit's really foggy right now. That there's so many, uh, there's so many variables right now. I'm I'm actually not sure what's going to happen next, which seems really weird. I thought he had like a plan. I don't know. Uh, the more I'm talking about this episode, Glenn, the more I'm talking myself out of liking it. Yeah. So. And they're uh, like, oh, but why do you want all the people on the bus if he's just going to kill them? <gasps> oh, he hasn't gotten all the people on the bus. <laughs> Are you guys talking about me? I... <laughs> it's just so stupid. Uh, what, what would you give this episode, Glenn? I'm going to stop talking now so I don't lower my score any more than I've already lowered uh, it. Yeah, I know, right? Um, uh, like a... Oh, man. <sighs> I'll say three. Okay, that's I could definitely go lower the more we talk about this, but yeah, I, well, I started at a three and a quarter, and I'm now I'm at a three now. So uh, I also I'm also now now giving this episode a three. Uh, nice try, it was okay. Maybe do better next week. We'll see. Uh, let's talk about Black Lightning, season one, episode four, called Black Jesus. If I could make people pay for what they did, that'd be a good thing, right? The city is under attack, and we're losing. You only lose if you stop fighting. What he's doing is heroic. I can do this all night long. For the helpless, hoping you get us through breakfast. Wishing somebody come save us. Black lightning's back, come to shock the haters. Uh, Alright, so this week's episode starts with students rushing to Jefferson Pierce, telling him that somebody is freaking out in the boys' bathroom. He runs into the bathroom and sees that one of the students is very shaken up, and by very shaken up, I mean he's got superpowers. Somehow he breaks off a, a toilet or a sink or something and hurls it at Jefferson who dodges it and is forced to use his powers to stop the student uh, with the student in uh, safely knocked out, I guess. Uh, Jefferson later finds out that he's on some sort of new street drug, which I believe is called green something green light. Yeah. Green light. He's there huffing Green Lantern's lantern, apparently. Dude, wouldn't that be something... Well, I guess that would be weird, because it'd give you, like, ultimate... it just give you pure willpower. Yes. Uh, uh, Anissa sees some students uh, partaking in a drug deal and stops her car to yell at them and to get back to school, and they call her a bitch. And she just drives on by. Uh, Jefferson goes to Gamby to talk to him about the drug, which is apparently called Green Light. Jefferson tells his tailor that he'll be hitting the streets later to find out some more. Uh, so he suits up. He's questioning gang members about the drug. He's able to get an address of a drug house 
from the gang member before knocking him out. Lady Eve is performing an autopsy on a body as Tobias looks on. She questions her employer's loyalty and work ethic after failing to kill Black Lightning several years ago. She orders him to kill him again, but for real this time. Uh, oh, and uh, as Tobias leaves the room, the body opens its eyes. Hmm. Uh, Jefferson's now speaking with Bernard, the student who took the drugs, and his parents, and uh, they say he received a letter uh, saying that Bernard would be expelled, but Jefferson said he'll ensure that he stays in school. He says he needs to know where he got the drugs, and he does not want his uh, life to be in shambles, so Bernard gives uh, him the name of Ronald Wright, the drug dealer. Uh, after uh, his office clears out, Jefferson calls Gamby with the name of the dealer. Gamby shares that he's been staking out Wright, who overdosed on his own drugs overnight. Well, that's just a shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some stuff at the uh, the hospital as well with Khalil, who's been given a lot of gifts. It turns out he's been given all those gifts by Tobias. Basically, I think, trying to get him to maybe join up with him, maybe, even though he's paralyzed from the waist down. Maybe he's just trying to sow some discontent. No, he's going to turn him into something. Oh, maybe. That's right. Well, I mean, look, they made that dead body open its eyes and everything. I mean, you're telling me that Professor X isn't a superhero? Yeah, of course he is. Of course he is. I mean, he's not like a kick-ass superhero. Uh, he's pretty kick-ass. I don't know. He didn't really do a lot of kick Well, maybe. Maybe he did some stuff in the movies. I'm not a big book reader, Glenn, and you're aware of that. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he did way cooler things in the comics, to be honest. Um, Anissa goes back to the drug dealer she saw earlier and knocks both of them out, and by which I mean she punches them and they go flying back many feet. She checks their vital signs and realizes that one of them is in pretty bad shape and calls an ambulance to the scene. So she's still got to probably work on her superpower punching abilities a little bit if she just wants to take out bad guys instead of almost killing them. Uh, Jefferson walks into a bar where he's approached by a former classmate, nicknamed Two Bits, who is apparently behind the distribution of the green light drug. Jefferson wants, uh, warns him that the cops are closing in on him and tells him to get out of the game. Jefferson leaves the bar and gets back to Gamby's shop, and Jeff decides to suit up and go back to the bar where Two Bits was to take care of the situation himself. He pleads for Black Lightning to not call the cops, as this would be his third strike. Jefferson agrees. He won't call the cops if Two Bits provides him with the intel, and promises to get out of the game, as was suggested earlier by Jefferson. Uh, let me see. Well, God, what else do we have here? I feel like I'm only halfway through this episode. This, this is like, this is what happens, Glenn, when you don't have Wikipedia to to give you a concise one paragraph. Instead, I'm looking yeah. at a review which is literally 57 paragraphs long of this show. They they talk about everything. Uh, what happens after that? What happens of importance? I'm just trying to scroll through here. Uh, the only thing I can really think of is uh, they get that 911 call. Mm-hmm. For I, I don't know if it's the drug dealer she beat up or the guys in the parking lot outside of the lipstick lounge that she beats up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, yeah. The important beats here is that Gamby finds uh, 
possible distribution center, maybe, for the drugs or something, and Black Lightning goes to, to scout it out. Uh, and in the meantime, Anissa is... Is it Anissa or is it Jennifer? I can't remember who was at the Lipstick Lounge. Was it Anissa? The older one. I think that's Anissa. Um, they're at the Lipstick Lounge with her girlfriend, and there were some assholes outside, and she started beating the shit out of all of them and was stomping the ground, apparently, which caused some large booming noises, which distracted Black Panther. Not, I keep saying Black Panther. Which distracted Black Lightning, and he went to investigate that instead. So, naturally, the drug dealers, they got away, and by the time Black Lightning got there, there was nobody to be found. Uh, Gamby goes and... Uh, he investigates uh, the scene. Yeah, because later. he told uh, Black mm-hmm. Lightning not to worry about it. Yes, uh, and I think it's pretty clear that he knows that she's uh, that uh, that this is uh, Anissa up to uh, up to all of this stuff. So how? I don't know. He just seemed to know. Like he well, looked well, at the security. What, what so I didn't understand. At... Because he looked yeah. at the security footage. That's true. And then he seemed to recognize, even though the only footage we saw of her was when she had her hood up, it's amazing that the security footage didn't capture any of the shit from beforehand where they didn't have, she didn't have her hood up. I don't know where that footage went. But he saw that and apparently seemed to know or recognize her somehow. And when he was like, you know, Black Lightning's like, did you see anything in the security footage? He's like, no, nah, I didn't see anything. So he lied to him. So. Nah. Maybe maybe he's known. What was really weird about that is yeah. she, all they did was go inside the bar. Yes. And he didn't go into the bar. No, they were just sitting in the bar the whole time when he Yeah, was like there. why wouldn't he go in? Like that's just so weird to me the mm-hmm. the way they would do that. Like why would they show him lie thinking that it's his daughter and then him not go into a place that they literally just walk 20 feet inside. <laughs> like, I know. Yeah. Weird chain of events. Uh, oh, and also at the very end, uh, Khalil is woken from his sleep by uh, Tobias uh, and offers him a cure to his pain. So that is the end of the episode. But uh, yeah, what did you think of the Black Lightning episode this week? Oh, it was okay. Um,. That stuff that they did with uh, Dexter's dad just really, I was just really puzzled by. Why would they have him lie if he do if he thinks he knows who it is, and then it shows them immediately they're just inside the building that she did all that at? Like, I, mm-hmm. it's just so weird to me the Dexter's dad. Why they wouldn't? Uh, <laughs> why he wouldn't go inside and have a scene where he talks to it? It just was a really strange string of events to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought some of the Tobias stuff was cool. I thought it was weird that, like, I don't know how dumb that kid has to be to be like, yeah, you're right. It's Black Lightning's fault I got shot by your gang. Yeah. <laughs> if Black Lightning hadn't tried to interfere with your gang, you would have shot someone else instead of me, perhaps. Yeah, it's just dumb. Yeah, that was yeah, dumb. Yeah. Uh, other than that, though, no, I thought it was. I thought it was okay. I mean, I thought. I thought the other two were better than this. 
Yeah, they've had uh, they've had stronger episodes. I thought this was all right. Um, I do like the comic booky weirdness of a drug that gives kids superhuman abilities. I guess that's definitely very comic booky, uh, and it's a way to to get in your 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 drugs allegory about how yeah. they're bad. Um, I mean, unless of course. They give you superpowers in which a lot of people are like, well, maybe they're not so bad. Oh, uh, this might be pretty cool. Yeah, it'd be all right to have superpowers for a while. Uh, yeah, I mean, this was, I don't know, this this felt like pretty standard fare. For the first time, this sort of felt like I was actually watching a CW superhero show for a little while. Uh, and whereas the previous episodes sort of felt like it was, I, I mean, we discussed it, I think we've discussed it every week since the show started that for a while there it felt like a show that was completely different from all of the other ones that they were producing but I don't know for me for me this week this is like the first episode that really sort of felt like all of the other shows uh, I don't know if that's really a good thing but we shall see maybe it's because things just started getting very comic booky this episode they're dead bodies reanimating and uh, superhero drugs and stuff like that Nah, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, it's weird. I, I in in some ways I like this episode, and in other ways I was kind of just there for it. So, what would you, uh, if you, unless you have no other thoughts, what would you give this week's episode of Black Lightning? Mm, I'd give it like a three and a quarter. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I gave it. Three and one quarter geeky glasses this is okay oh my god glenn i'm a little worried that Uh the next episode we talk about might be the best episode of the week (laughs) i know right (laughs) well let's talk about it season six of arrow episode 13 called the devil's greatest trick i am looking to get justice for vincent i will be detonating the bomb at midnight stay out of my way Saving the city. Caden James threatens to set off the bomb at midnight. Uh, Lena and Felicity are able to decode the video of Oliver killing Caden's son, proving that it was someone else instead. This clears Oliver. With help from Barry Allen, Oliver is able to delay James from leaving town by showing him the new evidence. James concludes that it was someone in his group who was in fact behind this and asks for his former allies to be brought to him or he will set off the bomb anyway. The team brings Laurel, Diaz, and Anatoly to James, but Laurel says she was behind his son's death, and her actions allow everyone but James to escape, even though she's lying. Uh, And ultimately, James does not blow up things after he sees Oliver trying to protect his son from the impending bomb blast. Uh, Protect is really a the wrong word, comfort him, I guess. And it is in that moment that James realizes that really, in his mind, the person responsible for his son's death 
is himself because it's a father's job to protect his son and to be there for him. And he never was. He was a shitty dad. Uh, Diaz approaches Caden in custody, revealing himself as the real person responsible for the death of his son and that he has the new police captain on his payroll and he kills Caden before leaving. What did you think of this week's episode of Arrow, Glenn? Uh, I liked it. I actually really enjoyed it. Ben Linus was excellent in this episode. Yeah, he was. Um, You sound almost sad to have enjoyed this episode. (laughs) Yeah, it just was weird. I mean, I like the whole Dinah's on a murder spree thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know, they might bring him back. I just thought it was weird about the... <laughs> oh, she hesitated, so there's still some good in there. And I'm like, eh. She still did it. Yeah, I wish they would have been like, she... I mean, she did kind of say it like I would have thought he could have taken more of a hit. Uh-huh. Which, again, to me, if she just thought maybe I could bring him to the brink of death and he won't actually be dead, that would yeah, make yeah. more sense to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought it was... I thought the Laurel stuff was good and bad. I mean, I like whenever her thing dampened and all she's trying to do is get to the trigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that stuff was pretty good when she's just antagonizing him. But yeah, I, I hate it because we said, like, out of the new crop that they brought, we've, we've liked Dinah the best. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess I just want to turn into a murdering psychopath who's built on vengeance, I guess. Yeah. But it just seems like we were past that with her. <laughs> you think so, right? I thought that was how she got brought into the fold, was getting rid of her bloodlust, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, William is... He is... He's up there with dumbest kids I've seen in movies and television. <laughs> oh, yeah. I he's mean, he's all... Up there. He's up there with Jurassic Park, The Lost World... Dumb kid territory. <laughs> like Jeff Goldblum's daughter. Oh yeah. I don't even remember what her reasoning was for going. She wanted to be with him. Oh, that's right. And and oh, and I'm sure they had to go through customs and everything. But no, never noticed her hiding on that damn gigantic, you know, multi-car <laughs> bus, bus yeah. RV. <laughs> like. A, Okay. She, I mean, I mean, his look. William in this episode was just like, I didn't want you to die, so I followed you to this incredibly dangerous place. Like, what is what was his plan after he got there? I don't know. He is really lucky that that at this point, Caden James has realized, you know, that Oliver didn't really kill his son. He's just really he's really lucky to have gotten to meet Caden James at a point where he was really softened up for this. And I mean, otherwise he probably would have ended up dead, but he isn't, he is a, he's not a smart, he's not a smart cookie. That one. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on the episode other than the dumbness of William? <laughs> he's just, he's dumb. He's always been dumb though. And it's like, yeah. oh, my mama died. I don't want you to die too. And it's like, Eh, maybe okay. it's like Forrest Gump. <laughs> but, you know, that's okay. Yeah, I mean, they have fruit. He's not exactly the brightest kid. No. You know, he was having trouble with math and stuff. 
<laughs> but uh, nah, it just he was so stupid. Yeah, it wasn't a smart. It was not. I mean, they almost course corrected where I could believe it. Of like, okay, if I was a dumb. I mean, in his age, I don't even know how old he's supposed to be because he jumped like four years in a span of like a season. Season, yes. He was a he was like a toddler, and then he began. Then he began. Yeah, I felt like he was maybe. I felt like he was maybe seven or eight, maybe, and yeah. now he seems like he's thirteen. Yeah. So I don't uh, know what happened. Yeah, they did some. Uh... Oh, what Might even be is it that they jump. Rocky, yeah, from Rocky 4 to 5. Yeah. Because Rocky 5 starts, like, four months after he gets back. Mm-hmm. And his kid's, yeah, his kid's, like, a teenager. But he was, like, five years old in Rocky 4. So, <laughs> like, that's, that's kind of what they did. Uh, well, you know, in that Rocky training regimen, they just grow up so quickly. Yeah, I mean, time time goes by. Yeah. It's like they're on the, the planet of just water and waves and interstellar. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rocky lives outside of normal time and space because he does all of those montages. So, that's I, th- I feel like that explains a lot. If he just did, a, if his son did a lot of training montages with his dad, he'd age a lot faster than most. Well, one thing I will say is, I thought the fight sequences, especially at the beginning where Dinah's breaking into where Black mm-hmm. Siren is, I thought that was really good. Yeah, some clever camera tricks, especially for you know, like a TV show. Oh, that reminds me. I, I felt so bad go, I, jumping backwards in time uh, to Black Lightning. There were some fight scenes in that episode that I thought were terrible. I just, oh, yeah. Like, there's a scene where he goes, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, maybe I'm starting to see why they, they don't want to go with uh, Cress Williams as, like, the lead lead all the way through. He might be... He might be just a little too up there to be doing these uh, CWDC show fight scenes. because Yeah, it was not looking too good. Maybe it was the suit. I don't know. It wasn't looking too good. Uh, those fight scenes came off pretty rough. And, uh, yeah, they're much better in this episode. But continue. Yeah, it, it kind of has, like... I mean, granted, I only watched the first episode. Uh, but it does have some Iron Fist vibes to it. Like, they're, like they're doing it in slow-mo. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's kind of like, all right, let's wait for the old man to throw a punch. Yeah, you're right. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, no, it's, I hate that we, like, didn't talk about this episode at all. Because I actually thought it was pretty good. I liked the flashbacks with uh, Ben Linus, like you said. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Emerson did a really good job this episode. I mean, he's been pretty good. I mean, he is just doing Ben Linus, but a little more heartfelt, you know. I thought yeah, his, uh, the guy who played his son was a terrible actor. Oh, uh, holy cow, yeah. I thought... I thought he was pretty good. Uh, and what's also weird is the cop that arrests him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also in Man of the High Castle. He's Keto's oh, yeah, like yeah. lieutenant. Yeah, you know, so it's like, oh, it's kind of. I've. Uh, I was going to say I thought your your weird your weird point was that his son appears to play basketball in a supermarket, like on a street corner, because it's just like they're on a corner. And the whole front of the building is windows, and inside you just see the court right there. Like I've never been to, uh, like a high school basketball game. In yeah, my life YMCA's where it looks like are that. like that. But uh, the whole point of having to go to a game, a high school game, is you know they want to get some of their money back. Yeah, yeah, so. they want you to walk in. Like why would 
Why could anybody just stand outside on the street and watch the game? Yeah, I mean, like, most basketball gyms, they'll have glass to where you can look in. But they always have the ticket booth, so you have to walk through to even look through the glass. And also, how he was told his son died, was a that was a particularly weird scene. Hey, uh, kid's dead. I'm sorry, man. He's, like, in the back of a semi-truck trailer? (laughs) Yeah. And they pull, like, a... They said he was in the... And they're just like, your son's dead. I'm sorry. And he's like, what? He's 18. Why would anybody want to kill him? And he's like, I'm sorry. And he just walks away. And then they just shut the semi-trailer doors. They're like, look, we don't want to hear him cry. Shut the doors. Yeah, shut the doors. Well, he so can have weird. the hood off. but Yeah, it was so weird. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I like the flashbacks. He was really good in them. Uh, he was almost not playing Ben Linus in some of those scenes. Yeah. Uh, and the stuff near the end... Uh, well, he was stuff... playing Ben Linus pretending to be heartfelt Ben Linus. Like when you first yes, meet yes. him? Yes, yes, yes. And he thinks he has a hot air balloon accident? Yeah, yeah. He's not He's not as much of a... That's what it is, balloon. right? It was a hot air balloon? I think it was a hot air balloon. Okay. I think so. Yeah. I, it's been a while since I've watched Lost, but... Uh, yeah, I like this That's episode kinda a lot, kind of dumb when I think about it in retrospect. <laughs> it <is laughs> Sorry, kinda. I didn't like it. I had a hot air balloon accident. Oh, well, those happen all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like this episode a lot, too. This was my favorite episode of the week. Yep. Uh, as much as I've hated this Caden James storyline and all of the wackiness surrounding it, I felt like it actually kind of concluded pretty well. I don't know how I feel about Diaz being, being the, the, big bad. the new big bad guy. Yeah, I don't His, know. His plan seemed kind of weird. I don't know exactly what his plan was because it sounds. Well, like... his plan was to have them on a collision course. So, like, yeah, now the arrow team splintered, and then yeah, he's his plan got... was to take over the city. Yeah, but they came within like inches of them actually destroying it, which would be totally ruining his plan. Yeah, yeah. I it seems know. like maybe a bad he's plan. like the thinker. He just, you know, he saw all the ways this was going to happen. And this was the most oh, like maybe, the yeah. maybe, yeah, uh, maybe not. A, maybe not a good plan. But I like the scene with him and Caden James at the end. I thought that was a pretty good scene with both of those guys. And uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it, it almost felt like a sad ending for the Caden James character. Because uh, all he wanted to do now that now that the dust has settled, all he wants to do is to have the the be able to go see his son's grave every now and again, and he can't even do that because he's dead. Uh, what what would you give the Devil's Greatest Trick? Uh, I mean, besides the obviousness of the title, just because it's like oh. Well, we're definitely going to figure out who the big bad is because yeah, they're just ripping the, off usual suspects. Yeah, the devil's <laughs> greatest trick is convincing man he didn't exist. Yeah. Yep. Uh, like a like a three and three quarters. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty good. That's actually a little bit higher than what I even gave it. I gave it three and a half, but uh, a good episode from Arrow this week. Please keep doing that. Would be my recommendation. Yeah. Uh, while I'm I mean, handing it will still out, probably drop you, but yeah, please keep doing that. Yes. Uh, while I'm handing out recommendations, 
Uh, I recommend you check out our sponsors for this week's episode, Think Geek. Head on over to cinemageekly.com slash thinkgeek or click the Think Geek link at the top of the page and do some shopping. Uh, I was looking for something new in the DC section of the website, Glenn, and uh, I found I found one. And this only popped into my head because we sort of, uh, by happenstance, started watching Wonder Woman last night when it was on HBO uh, as we were channel surfing. And here it is on Think Geek, the Wonder Woman God Killer Prop Replica Sword Limited Edition. It's like 250 bucks, and it's a one-to-one scale of the God Killer Sword, which really isn't the God Killer Sword if you watch the movie, so spoilers. It's not really the God Killer. Wonder Woman is the God Killer, everybody. Uh, but yeah, it's gorgeous looking. It features Amazonian rune, runic script. And, uh, according to Think Geek, it looks great on the display stand when you do not have a God to kill. So yeah, it looks, uh, it looks pretty nice. It comes with all the, the, the bits and bobs, authenticity certificates, display stand, all that stuff. Although personally, if it were me, I would, I think I'd walk around the streets. I think it's okay to... Uh, to, to carry a sword in the streets, isn't it, Glenn? I don't really know the uh, laws. In the state of Texas, it is actually legal. <laughs> well, I mean, everything in Texas is legal, but <laughs> there's what there's very little that isn't that isn't legal in Texas. But uh, yeah, actually, that that went down. Uh, I think this past year, yeah, that it was legal to carry a sword in public. <laughs> Apparently, it ships unsharpened. Oh, well, that's dumb. Yeah. Uh, although it's going to get a whetstone. It does. I, I think it does mean that, but... Uh, yeah, it looks pretty good, though. Uh, yeah, pick that up. If that Look, if that's not your thing, there's a million other things that you can get DC-related or otherwise at cinemageekly.com slash thinkgeek. Uh, Glenn, we're crazy, but we're going to do it, I guess. Next week, Legends of Tomorrow returns... And uh, that's going to put us at four shows. We'll see how long we can handle this for before we lose our goddamn minds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I look, at least I expect I expect some goodness out of Legends. I'm going to be watching that tonight, in fact. I'm going to actually go out of my way to, to watch it when it airs, just because I love Legends of Tomorrow so much. So... Uh, that is it for this week's episode. Head on over to cinemageekly.com. Check out the archives of the show. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, uh, and Stitcher, wherever good podcasts are made available. Uh, just search for Flashing Arrow and hit subscribe, and that way you can hear us talk about Season 3 of Legends of Tomorrow, Episode 10, called Daddy Darkest. Season 4 of The Flash, episode 14, called Subject 9. Season 1 of Black Lightning, episode 5. This is, they're, by the way, setting records here for longest titles of episodes. And this one uh, takes the cake. Episode 5 is, And Then the Devil Brought the Plague, colon, The Book of Green Light. Uh. Good lord. I won't be putting all of that in the, uh, in the podcast title next week, everybody. I'll just put the Book of Green Light. Uh, and Season 6 of Arrow, Episode 14, called Collision Course. 